Welcome back to another episode of Sweetness and Lights, featuring me, one of your hosts, Eric. And me, Justin, a.k.a. Justy, your other co-host. How are you, dude? You know, I'm actually pretty good, thanks. You know, I know we left our left our, our listeners with a bit of a cliffhanger, uh, you know, regarding my health and your health. So let's, but I'm, I, I will, I'll, 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 I'll foreshadow what I'll have to say with that I'm pretty good, that I'm, you know, I'm tired, but, uh, but feeling, uh, feeling well otherwise. But I know that um, you've had some little voluntary setbacks, or at least family caused setbacks to your, your healing from, uh, from tearing your ribs apart. My recovery. So yesterday, um, I was I, I took the kids out for lunch. I was trying to be nice because they've only got a couple days left of school or uh, summer before the school ends. So or school starts. So I was you know taking them out to lunch yesterday, and at some point, Jackson, my youngest son, came over to sit with me, and he just like jumped on my left side and hit my rib with his like arm or something, and I was like, oh god, that doesn't feel good. Oh, so I come home. And I'm like, you know what, Kelly, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm just going to go sit down and work for a little bit here. I got to focus. And Kelly's like, why don't we just go outside? We, we don't you know, really get to talk a lot. Why don't we go outside and talk for a second? I'm like, sure. So we go outside and she comes over to sit next to me and she sticks her knee out and just knees me in the rib and something pops. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my. so. So your your family is your worst enemy, and I mean, I and I and I, and I, and I love them all, as you, as, as you know. I mean, your family is my family, but um, but I I. I I, I certainly could see, like you know, I mean, as as lovely and and loving as they all are, you know, there there's no question there's a there's a layer of passive aggressive behavior and tendency right below the surface, obviously. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and by the way, I got to say, when, my when, daughter, when, though. <laughs> well, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 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 a rambunctious one, yeah. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I I I, I could see her taking down a few people, you know, permanently during the course of her lifetime and, and claiming that it's an accident. Um, when you did, when you said the, the phrase, uh, taking the kids out for lunch, I, I, I initially thought that was a, a euphemism for masturbation, but uh, I'm glad to hear that it was, it, you meant it in the literal sense. It was. And it was funny because I wrote that afterwards. I'm like, how is Eric going to interpret this? Um, and in no way, shape or form, I'm actually very disappointed in myself for a second here that I did not even think of that. You going that direction. I thought it was going to be something completely, utterly different, you know, with the actual act itself. Not I'm, the I'm, 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 I'm so sorry. I, I, I have to cancel today. I'm, I'm taking the kids out for lunch. Oh, okay. Oh, I get that. Uh, well, can we just do it like 15 minutes later? <laughs> 15, three, <laughs> Well, you gotta get, uh, you know. I figured. Yeah, you gotta get prepared. Up. You gotta exactly. Yeah, um, that'll actually. So it, that'll be a great T-shirt when we when we do that one. <laughs> Taking the kids out for lunch. You know, Eric, I think that is uh, by far probably the greatest shirt we've done in probably the last four or five months. So I'm totally in on that one. I love it. Well, you know, and, and, and that's because we haven't done many shirts in the last four or five months. But we, we have a whole bunch of shirts coming out soon that we that we wrote uh, around uh, the beginning of the year, you know. And so there's there's a lot of, a lot of stuff coming your way from Sweetness and Lights. And uh, and we're glad to have everyone on board and everyone's so supportive. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And um, with that, I'm going to turn it over to you and say, Eric, I know you're feeling better, but enlighten us kind of what's been going on and where you're at. You know, so it's so it's funny. So um, since since we last spoke, I've actually seen my uh, nephrologist and he's actually one of the, 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 the better ones in town. And so that, you know, that was fortunate and made me feel very comfortable. Um, 
very <laughs> funny guy as well, and in, in a doctorly sense. So I mentioned, he, well, first of all, he he uh, he called me out on being Canadian. He heard the, he heard it in the accent, so he heard the about, and he heard the mom, and, and sorry, and uh, and he goes, no, no, I, I, I go, yeah, yeah, I guess you heard my my voice, and he goes, yeah, right away, and I go, okay, <laughs> and uh, and um. But he go, uh, he says where 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 in Canada? I'm like Toronto. He goes ah, that's my town. And I go really. He goes yeah yeah yeah. He said uh, you know he's got a, a close relative up there, and his name is Ron. And so she always she always texts him uh, the, these things where she says to Ron to, and he fills it in with some verb like to do something. So that's their little that's their little inside <laughs> inside joke. And so I'm like that's awesome. And uh, and I was like. Okay, I've never heard that, and that's um, it is sort of obscen, but it, but it's like certainly a great bonding moment for for me and my nephrologist, which which you want, you know. And so uh, that was good. Absolutely. We took some uh, we took some blood. We took you know we took some um, did some other tests, and then I'm seeing him again. So I feel uh, I feel I feel pretty good about that. But uh, it's funny, yeah. I mean, no one's been very specific about recommendations, you know, since then, since when I was originally discharged, and then uh, and then this uh, nephrologist either. I expect more after our, you know, after our follow-up and everything, but uh, haven't had that yet. Um, Which is odd. I mean, right? I mean, cause yeah, especially, yeah, yeah. I mean, going from an emergency room to a hospital. And not just, like it, into a hospital with, you know, with as the, you know, as, as, as people might recall from our previous episode, as, as, as the ultrasound tech said, this is scary. Several exactly. times. Yeah. And, and she was right. And the more I knew, the more scary it became, like, like. You know, over the weekend um, when I was in the hospital and like, you know, Googling dialysis and everything myself and, 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 and looking at the glum faces on the staff and the doctors, I was pretty concerned. And, you know, seeing how it, it says how, you know, people quit their jobs and some people never work again and that, that kind of. But but I didn't even know how, quite how bad it was. Like, so I, I think I'd mentioned other Eric, you know, one of his close friends had done a multi-part documentary on kidney failure and they, they're actually coincidentally following Jesus. up on it later this year and uh, so he had a lot of insights and he knew quite a bit and he was actually you know he he reached out and sent me some of their videos to view and they they worked with you know top top doctors at ucla and other places and so very credible stuff but um he was more scared than i was because he knew more about it like he said you know his oh, first yeah. question to eric was uh you know to other eric is is eric me moving back to toronto like because once you're on dialysis and if it's like you know if it's long term like lifetime there's a good chance you'll literally never travel again i mean because you you have to you know you have to be by your dialysis location several times a week if not every day multiple hours every session you know so it's like it's it's so life-changing and then i was talking to someone else um I was put in touch with, and he said that, you know, his sister was on dialysis and um, she, he said, yeah. And in, in addition to being onerous and taking up all that time, she said it was extremely painful, which I had not heard or read. And, um, Oh God. Yeah. So every day for hours and very painful, um, you know, so that's not something <laughs> that you want. So I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm happy. I didn't know this all this while I was in the hospital because oh, I would have, yeah. I, I was pretty, you know, I think, as I said, I was pretty glum to begin with. I would have been, I would have been much worse, you know, more so, but, but when I discharged, um, you know, they, they reiterated, uh, the, the one, you know, make sure you're hydrated at all times and particularly when you're working out and, um, and in my case, at least never take ibuprofen again. And as I've been talking to people, I've been, you know, obviously in my case is specific, 
But just looking at it and reading some literature and even hearing what you had to say, you know, when I had COVID and stuff, I'm like, why would anyone take ibuprofen ever when there's so many other choices and stuff? And it's funny, I was, uh, Marike and I had a long chat yesterday and, um, and you know, she was super sympathetic and, and we've been talking on and off through, throughout this, but, um, but then I mentioned, because she, she, like you, was wondering, you know, what was the follow-up and I'm like, well, among other things, I'm never taking ibuprofen again. And by the way, I probably recommend that no one does. And she's like, well, wait, wait, are you saying I shouldn't take Advil when I have a headache? And I'm like, I'm sort of saying that. I mean, you know, it's, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to overstate it, but I am sort of saying that. Yeah. Uh, yes. And yeah. And, so, and sorry, weird. Advil. And sorry, sorry, you know, but we, we do learn things about different drugs all the time. And some of them are better. And Well, none of them are ever better than we thought they were. Uh, most, most of them end up being worse. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that when statins first became a big thing and, you know, life, life changing and, you know, wiping out cholesterol in the world, there was a time when, when the medical profession was saying everybody over 40 should take a statin because there's no side effects. Well, <laughs> years later, it turns out there's quite a few side effects and some of them are serious and, you know, and certainly muscle issues and everything else like that. So, no, it's probably not smart to to generally recommend that everyone in the world take anything. Um. Well, so not only do I agree with you, I, I, the thing that everyone's different, right? So yeah. it may work for a, a, a subset of the population and not the others. And it's just insane to even think that way. Yeah. So and, 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 and plus literally every medication that's ever, you know, anything we put into our bodies, we recognize later on their side effects, you know, like, um, you know, even, even foods and things. It's just like, okay, well, this is great for this reason, but it's like, you know, say something like um, smoothies and stuff like that. There was a whole, there, there was a, period when everyone was doing that and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and it turns out they're just sugar bombs. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, you know, if you're using it as a meal replacement, fine. And you're getting fruit and stuff, but you're getting a lot of fruit and a lot of sugar. And so, um, you know, these, these are things, these are things that are being promoted originally as healthy or healthful and, uh, and then turn out to be less so, but that, you know, so that was the yeah, whole story with all of, all, all of, all of that. So I, you know, I'm seeing a nephrologist again. Uh, and by the way, I, I, as I'm listening to myself, I realize uh, I'm talking really fast and giddy and excited. And I was like this, uh, you know, Marika noticed as well. Uh, and I talk fast and giddy and excited all the time. So that's not a surprise. I just think I'm doing more so than usual. And I think it's because, um, you know, as other Eric and, 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 and everyone has sort of said, I do. I, I don't want to overstate this either. I don't. It's not like I have a new lease on life and I. I think more than most people, I, I try to live life to the fullest and, you know, and, and, and attack every day with, uh, with more gusto and optimism and positivity than most people. But I'm, I might actually be feeling that even more than usual this past week and a half. You know, it just has been oh, a... Oh, yeah, you get more elated. I understand. Yeah. You, you went yeah, through something yeah. pretty traumatic and you're on the other side of it. So it makes sense. And I, and I got, and I, you know, I don't want to say this out loud almost, but I, I kind of got a free pass for it. Like, it's just like, you know, most people go through life-changing possibly tragic, you know, uh, events and, and pay a big price for it. I kind of got the, the, the experience and the learning from it and, and the fear and, uh, and then suddenly healed on my own. And again, I should be careful jinxing myself. I was going to say, but, be careful here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and God, God knows I'm very thankful to, 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 you know, to everything. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about being a, a smote necessarily but um but i should yeah i shouldn't i shouldn't push my luck too much but i but it but but yeah somehow came out the other side not just okay but but back to normal you know i mean as, as i think i mentioned the other day the um 
you know, the doctors delivering the news had these big grins on their face and they're like, they seemed as surprised as I was. Now, all that said, um, you know, other people have, a lot of my friends like you are looking into this and people have with different ideas and, and Googling different stuff. And, and uh, as we all know, you know, of late, there's been lots of people who are fully vaxxed who um, were getting COVID, you know, less, less, less uh, effect than, than people who were unvaccinated and less hospitalization, less death. But um you know, it's it's there's a bit of a resurgence of the whole uh, disease, unfortunately, and um, and it, and I think I'd mentioned last time too that um, you know as, as early as last May, like May of 2020, uh, doctors and Johns Hopkins doctors in particular, I think, were saying, uh, yeah, they're seeing an uptick in kidney failure directly related to uh, um, to people who have had COVID previously, and. Uh, so, you know, so it's been a known since almost the beginning, but um, but someone was telling me they were looking at, you know, some of the numbers about COVID and and kidney disease. And what they found was that um, there was there, there was a surprisingly high incidence and leading, you know, to not just kidney disease, but, you know, to kidney failure. However, a much higher recovery rate than than normal for just other uh, you know uh, acute kidney failure caused by oh you know by other by other means. By the way, um, yeah, I was I was being a little cagey you know in our last episodes about exactly what the situation was, but I realize I'm being completely open about it now. So yes, that's what happened. Um, a little a little acute kidney failure came to to visit uh, uh, Eric. Uh, over the uh, last weekend, um, so far, far worse than the uh, slightly COVID-related uh, shortness of breath that I that I originally went to the ER for. So yes, um, but the crazy again, the parts that still blow me away are what you mentioned earlier that there's not a whole lot of advice on that yet. Yeah. Secondly, I had no idea. I mean, this blew me away that breathing could be a byproduct of kidney failure like that that i would have never put the two together like that is my still mind-blowing to me i so you, you can imagine you know and i you know, when i re- relayed the story on the air the other day i didn't say what it was you know i sort of just said i had some serious con- condition and stuff so yeah. yeah so so i mean that that's what happened i go into the er you know shortness of breath expecting the diagnosis to either be yeah it's sort of what you know long, quote long covid or covid related something and you should do this and this or even it's all in your head and you know and just uh you know man up uh instead chronic masturbation well fatigue i mean if if that if if that was a yeah if that led to 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 illness i'd be in big trouble so obviously (laughs) you'd be dead well yeah but as with most people as with you know (laughs) that's true yeah although i will say a good friend of mine whose name i won't mention uh recently out of the blue admitted that um during uh, freshman year at college, for some reason, challenged himself and went six months without. And what happened? Just out of curiosity, I mean, was he really moody and just horrible? <laughs> it was at an awful time, and uh, and it was an awful decision. Um, <laughs> at, at, the, at the time, he was... Um, and the funny thing is, this person is not religious at all, but but was having a moment when they thought maybe, uh, mm. maybe it was a sin, and maybe they should... Uh, should refrain. Jesus. Yes. No pun exactly. Well, exactly. Yes. 
But uh, yeah, so 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 um, that, which is you know which is crazy, which which has got to be bad for you, by the way. Um, it cannot be good. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, as you recall, you know, I mean, I used to end. You know, one of the one of the ways I used to end my stand up routine was, uh, you know, recently researchers in Australia have have uh, found out that. Um, not only is ejaculation good for you, uh, men who uh, you know have sex or masturbate at least one time a day are a third less likely to develop uh, prostate cancer. So uh, you've been a great audience, but if you'll excuse me, uh, I've got to go take care of my health. <laughs> I'm surprised you look in the audience and go, and you can help me. <laughs> but then is it that, you know then then it might have a different name whatever you, whatever you want to call it but, you probably um, some hashtag movement at that point yes <laughs> well there's so much there's so much actually um kevin and i were doing some writing last night and he recommended the the, the film the hunt which is um uh damon lindelop and 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 um nick Hughes, who uh who who also created uh the the highly acclaimed uh Watchmen series on HBO last year. Uh, it was oh, okay. they had written it, and um, this is the movie that was actually supposed to be released in 2019. But then people found out that it was about a bunch of wealthy, li literal. I mean, this is what they call them, but like liberal elites hunting um, redneck uh, right wingers and, and shut you know, up for it sport. And so <laughs> without having seen it, you know, everyone was condemning it and, and Universal and uh, Blumhouse delayed the release. And I was thinking, it's so like, uh, you know, Kev asked, it was surprised I didn't see it since I see most stuff, you know. Um, but we realized why it didn't. It came out, so it got delayed till March of last year, days before all the theaters were shut down in L.A. So that's, that's why I never, I never saw it. <gasps> Hang on. This is the movie. So I'm looking at the preview right now. So just real quick. So this was when, so uh, Seth got to edit part of this movie when we were in Universal. What? Um, I swear to God. So <laughs> last year, so the original name, just so you're aware, was called The Box. Okay. Oh. And we were at Universal last year in 2019 yeah. during the summer for his camp. And yeah. we walked around uh, and I was showing him where we recorded our first episode in the Hitchcock building there and like two doors down, they were editing this movie and the guy stopped and said, Hey, are you guys, you know, what are you here for? And we were talking to him and he's like, Hey, you want to help me edit this scene? And so that scene in the preview where they're coming up over the edge, yeah. that music Seth put in there. What? I swear to God, I can go get him right now. Yes. That's the movie. I, I am blown away. Cause originally it was called the box and I couldn't find it anywhere. That's, that's crazy. So, um, Oh my God. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's, that's amazing. So well, you're going to see, although you should probably watch it before you share it with him, but it's yeah. Directed by Craig Zobel and, and, and yeah, written by Damon Lindelhoff and Nick Cuse, you know, so uh, Damon was. Yeah. We met boy. Greg, uh, Craig Zobel and I didn't know who he was. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, he's a, you know, he's a pretty acclaimed uh, director, uh, but this, this movie um, because of the content. Yeah. It was getting just, people were hating it on both sides. Like, you know, there's just like, what? Well, people thought it was an attack on the quote liberal elites, and then other people thought it was an attack on the, the you know, the right wing uh, 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 folks that they're 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 hunting, and um, you know, really, of course, it's, it's an attack on both sides. You know, I mean, it's a uh, it's, and it's done a little tongue in cheek, but uh, when it finally came out, you know, um, it got very mixed reviews, like you know, some fifty fifty something percent on. Uh, 
on Rotten Tomatoes. But some major critics, like including, you know, one of my favorites, A.O. Scott from The New York Times, really came came up behind it and said, you know, I mean, it is it's satire, obviously, and it's uh, it's not taking sides. I mean, it's it, you know, it, it acts like it is, but it's doing it in a, you know, kind of humorous over the top way. And it's um, yeah, and it's it's really pointing out just how, you know, the differences between us um some of it's manufactured some of it's fake and it's like you know we would all you know it's a, that, that part's a simple message we'd all be better off if we just had less hate and anger at each other you know God, sorry i'm still but so so kevin so loves it. it's actually it's, it's actually his favorite movie of the last you know of the pandemic era and so he, he and and uh, yeah i i you know i really liked it as well i mean it's uh it, it, I, it certainly you can see why it offends people i mean it's designed to offend everyone on both sides but but it's but it's pretty smart. It's pretty. It's certainly got a point of view, and uh, and it's also kind of hilarious. And it's got it's it's very surprising in 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 some of its aspects. Okay, well, I got to tell you, um, I'm going to actually watch it this weekend because I'm so excited. I mean, I've been. It's just you don't understand. I've yeah, been looking yeah, for well, this forever. And you're gonna have to tell where you know. You let us know where the uh, um, what Seth's part was that you know that he put together. But that's that's amazing. So for folks who don't know, by the way, so you know. Because we, we debuted this show in the Hitchcock Building at Universal with our friend Ethan Dettenmeyer at uh, Brigade Radio 1 and Combat Radio. Um, yeah, we're in the, it's the main sound building at Universal, and named after one of the great masters, obviously. Our very first day, we bumped into uh, uh, the, the, the director of you know, one of my favorite movies of the 20th century, uh, La La Land, as, and, as well as other great movies like Damien, First Man. Yeah. And um, and Whiplash, and um, it was it, it was just it was just a, it was kind of thrilling, and you know we we just get to uh, we get we get to hang out uh, where we need to be, and so um, seeing Damien Chazelle there uh, was great, and I guess so now you saw saw Damon Lind or you saw one of Damon Lindelof's colleagues, you know it's a lot of Damien's and Damon's hanging around. Well, I got there's something about that space that's just honestly it will always be really special to me because it's just been I think we just need to record there again is what I'm saying I think that's yeah the, yeah and I know Ethan would love to have us you know and Ethan's a great Ethan and and and, and their whole family Loda Hadley uh, his wife who who hangs who's who's there and and produces his shows and their daughter who is going to college uh, uh, this year uh, just fantastic people well fantastic and yeah and, and by the way I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add no not not just in the entertainment field but they're just they're some of the most charitable people I know, like in, in the in the best sense. Like, I mean, they do so many things for other people, um, including an annual breakfast with Santa where they feed 500 homeless kids and their families, you know, and uh, have them meet with Santa and give presents, which may be the only presents these kids get that year. You know, just it's an amazing thing. I, I think he's just a fantastic guy, and I'm excited to continue to work with him. So on that note, Eric... Thank you so much for the great episode. We covered a lot today, and I had another great time. So thank you. Thank you, buddy, and thanks. Uh, heal well, and um, yeah. If you but if you really want the ribs to heal, I would um, I'd consider staying away from your family. <laughs> I'm moving out for a while. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>